Welcome back to another week of Talking with the Experts podcast. This is your host, Chris Cowden, and this week I have an incredible international speaker, Donna Campbell, sharing her techniques on staying more aligned with your business and in your life. You will learn about mindset, uh, the inner workings of your emotions and behaviors and your attitudes, and how you can affect change and create better results in your life. She has shared the stage with uh, other international speakers like T. Harv Ecker from Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, David Meltzer, Michael Silver, plenty more. And she is expected to be on stage with Tony Robbins and Kevin Harrington from the Shark Tank very soon. So this is a really exciting opportunity to be sitting alongside Donna Campbell and talking to her about how she... Um, helps other people become financially fit through meditation, uh, changing the mindset, improving the business through psychology and uh, physiology. These are really interesting topics that I'm really excited to get into and I hope you enjoy the session. I'm known as a mind whisperer and so what I do is I combine my past knowledge, wisdom and information that I've learned from other natural healers to create and affect change within you and others to get results 100% of the time. So what I'm doing is I'm realigning that inner balance inside what's in the subconscious to match how we feel, the the fuel, Mm -hmm. to what our thoughts are to get a change or result, um, all in the areas of health, wealth, and relationships. I also have a best-selling book called Financially Fit, because I was formerly a financial advisor and a managing principal, talking about the energy body of you and the energy of money and how that is really interconnected. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also a professional speaker. So I've been on stage with um, different notables, such as Kevin Harrington, uh, Sharon Lecter, uh, Dr. Joe Vitale, just to name a few. Wow. (laughs) There's a few people in my network that have had interviews with Kevin Harrington. So you're definitely... um... (laughs) You're definitely um, well known in the space. So, yes. So, uh, what is it that makes your business a little bit different to other other businesses in terms of you know helping them with their health, wealth, and relationships? Mm -hmm. I think part of it is the skill set that I have. Um, You know, I was on a call yesterday, and somebody asked what's your genius? And I thought, well, gosh, that's kind of a big question there. But really, I think for each and every one of us, the genius is how our brain works. And once you understand how the brain works, it can change and it can, it's fluid, it's malleable, and it's an understanding of a perspective um, that is different for me than it is for other people to why I'm effective working with others. Mm-hmm. So most of the time people think and see the outside world and the outside world dictates to them what is happening to them. I have a reverse philosophy and my brain works completely backwards and it's everything inside of you affects the outside world. So if you change something on the inside, your outside world is going to respond to it because it's fluid and it's malleable. Mm -hmm. And so what I learned how to do with a medicine woman was how to go in and shift and change vibration and frequency to something different to create a different world for you to live in. So it all has to do with how the subconscious works. And when you understand that piece, 
it becomes very, very simple. And uh, how do you change? Is it just a matter of, you know, motivating yourself or how do you change (laughs) the inner you? Right. It's on the inside. It's not so much motivation. Motivation does help because it gets you in the right energy. But what happens for each and every one of us from the moment you're born to the day you exit this earth, your subconscious records everything as a literal event. And it's a constantly assigning feelings and emotions to that event. Well, the problem is we're only aware of this process 10% of the time. Scientists measured Albert Einstein's brain and his awareness level was 10%. So what's the other 90% doing? So what happens is, is we don't know the feelings and emotions that got associated with an event. So later in life, you say something like, I want to create more money. And no matter what you do, all you get is frustration. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Well, that frustration way back when you were a little got stuck to an event and it created an automated response system and it created a pattern in your life. So what I do is I find that pattern through the feeling and emotion where it got stuck at in the body back to the originating event that you can remember Mm -hmm. and say that originating event was your parents got divorced. You were the only child. You were in the middle. So it was very frustrating because they played tug of war with you. Each family was comfortable, but the more the extra they wanted to have or that used to be there was gone. So all you had was frustration. Well, that created a pattern mm. in that person. And this is a true life example in that person's life. And so when we uncovered what they needed, they told me they wanted a sense of pride and a sense of understanding. And so we were able to change that frequency because in every moment, every possibility exists. And we changed it to a sense of pride, a sense of accomplishment, understanding, feeling respect and Mm -hmm. honor. And when he saw everything from that point of view, after it changed, which happened instantaneously, and for me, I just use a meditation technique, everything in his life changed. Where he felt it in the body was completely gone. Now it's two years later, he created the more and the extra that he'd been asking for, without frustration, but with a sense of pride. So it happened. So that vibrational energy was in alignment with his conscious thought. Whereas before it was a disconnect. It's um, all, it all has to do with the law of magnetism. So if you have two magnets together and they snap together, that's in alignment. Well, that's the sense of accomplishment and pride, respect to creating more for this person. But what he was originally um, sending out was a signal of frustration. So he was repelling away the more, the extra that he wanted to do because he was in frustration and that was not in alignment. So I align that inner, inner energy within a person or a group of people to make it vibrationally match. So you get the results. And when it matches, it's a hundred percent, there's no other choice. And so, then I guess then there's, uh, like, it's 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 a change that's stuck forever. Yes. And uh, what kind of? I know you mentioned that the meditation technique mm-hmm. is that part of um, NLP or hypnotherapy or. <laughs> <laughs> right. All meditation is is a change in brainwave patterns. The way that you go into meditation can be different for every person. There's not a specific way. 
So for me, I lived in an ashram for a year. I got really good at meditation. I did study Western healing techniques, which invoked me going into deeper meditation. But the way that I found the best was um, from a yogic healer. And what they taught was different exercises to focus your senses, which put you in a meditative state. Same thing with a Buddhist monk, a focused exercise. And they both said, this is a way to live. It's a metaphor for life to always be in this state. So for me, I'm always somewhat in a meditative state, even if I'm Mm -hmm. talking or I'm doing something different because I've trained myself over the last 20 years. So what I do is I just ask to share in another person's space because physics says we can do that. And when they say yes, I go into that meditative state, I blend the energies together, and I ask for whatever the changes are, and then it changes within them because my frequency is also within their frequency. Mm -hmm. And then it's a permanent change for them because um, the emotions go in the synapse between the two neurons in the brain, and it, it sticks to where your hormones are created, and it goes through the entire body. And so when it overrides and you're at one frequency here, and you move to a higher frequency here, the brain creates the new chemical. You get a chemical flush within a matter of seconds through the body, which gives you a new operating system because you just got used to a new frequency. I think this is what Nikola Tesla meant too when he said, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency. So, so for me, um, how how can you how can you teach me some of those uh, Mm -hmm. relaxing methods, you know, to to help me live uh, a healthier life with Mm -hmm. your experience? Right. I do teach them. Um, They are coming up in the Financially Fit program, which is part of the program. I'm going to teach a couple of the different techniques to go into that meditative state very quickly. Um, One that I can share with you um, pretty easily here is that every time we take a breath in, what we're doing is we are breathing in we are breathing in the oxygen and the good things. And then when we breathe out, we breathe out the toxins and the things that our body no longer needs. Mm -hmm. So then when we want to make an internal change, if you know what the good feeling is, you're going to breathe that in. So say maybe it might be more um, compassion or kindness or generosity, or maybe you just need to feel peace. Mm -hmm. And what you're breathing out is you're breathing out the lower vibrating word like stress, um, pressure, worry. So I set a timer on my phone for a couple of minutes. You breathe in peace, breathe out stress. And you'll do that repeatedly for the three minutes or so, however long you set your timer for. What you're doing is you're focusing your mind thought on a word when you breathe in and a different word when you breathe out. And because it's a, such a deeper focus, all the other mind thoughts go away. If you have another thought, just focus back on the word. Mm-hmm. So you have the mind focused on doing something. And when you're sitting there breathing pretty soon, you just realize that you're in a meditative state. You're just breathing. You're not even thinking the words and you're in that, you're in that theta brainwave pattern. And that I guess you can choose whatever emotions 
you want right. to to get yes. rid of or bring into your life. So, yep. so yeah, okay. I think I've heard of that before, and uh, I've tried it a few times. But I think you have to do it if you want to get rid of the stress. You have mm-hmm. to actively practice it. You can't right. just expect to get rid of stress after the first right. time. Right. It's a it's an active, conscious way to change yourself physiologically on the inside. It does take longer because it's a conscious awareness piece to it. Um, in the beginning, when I did that exercise, I would be about 15 minutes to do that to get myself into that meditative state. Now I set a timer for maybe three minutes or so. My timer's going off. I'm in meditation and I'm trying to shut it off going, no, I just want to stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of, that. We're, we're focusing on the health aspect of here, but can you do meditation for wealth and relationships as well? Absolutely. It can be anything and anything that you desire or that you want. So the process that I shared with you with what I do with people, and that's why I get called a mind whisperer is because I have that ability to change that frequency within a person, just like a dog whisperer or a horse whisperer to invoke new behavior. So whether it's health, wealth, or relationships, no matter what it is, everything has an emotional component to it. When we uncover that emotional component and find out the emotional component we would rather have, we can make the change. The universe is all or nothing. We It doesn't compartmentalize and it doesn't separate. So it doesn't say, oh, you are, you know, have worry in finances and you have lack in relationships. No, it just says you have worry and lack. So it's going to return to you worry and lack. But when that changes, it changes everything in all of the categories, not just one of them. So when you change the worry to, you know, balance, for example, abundance, peace, it changes it in all areas. And this was the pattern that I was noticing with my clients, which in part led me to write the book Financially Fit. Mm-hmm. And 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 you just mentioned there. Um, that you noticed it in your clients is what is the main thing that you notice mm-hmm. in most of your clients that's a recurring mm-hmm. uh, behavior or stress or feeling? A lot of times when you got down to the heart of the issue in the event, the original event, there was usually a feeling of a lack of worthiness, less than, not enough, uh, undervalued, maybe unappreciated. And then one day it clicks Because every time I worked on a client, we shifted some of those words to different frequencies, their financial situation always improved. Mm -hmm. And I went, wait a minute, there's a connection here. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that when I was a financial advisor and a managing principal of an investment firm, those were the exact same words we used. Here is your net worth. Your portfolio value is. Your assets appreciated. Oh, and do you have enough money to fund XYZ goal? And if you didn't feel like you were enough on the inside, you didn't feel like you were enough on the outside and you mm. didn't have enough money for your goal. So every time a client came in an alignment, even though those things could have been in regards to a relationship to like your parents, their financial situation improved every single 
time. And then I started noticing other synchronicities in the words that we use. You know, we have phrases here in the United States, green with envy, and in the U.S., our money is green. Um, You know, we have judgment. And if you're in judgment, you know, we have judges here and you can have a judgment against your home or which is also like a lean. And so a lot of the words that we had, whether they were positive or negative, also overlap with money. You know, there's, you know, cute phrases, you know, peace is one of the things a lot of people want to experience because it's the opposite of stress. (laughs) Well, how many times with money do we say we need to have a piece of the pie? So it's it's the same word. The universe doesn't know the difference. It only understands the vibrational frequency underneath it. And mm-hmm. if you're not using it in the right way, then it needs to shift, change, come into that alignment. Yeah, and you attach um, an, a negative connotation to failure or rejection. But if you change that to a, a positive connotation, right. maybe the re- your reality would change. Right. It does. The key is with some of them, it might be what I say multifaceted because you might work on one particular rejection and how that felt, but you might have it show up in various other points of your life because it's associated to multiple events, not necessarily just one event. So the key to this is making sure you get down, I call it a tap root to the very bottom or the very first originating event to shift and change that. Otherwise you're going to be clearing all of the little side roots and branches when you pull it out because you're still trying to get to the root. And sometimes that does happen. You have to change the energy so far down to get to the next layer down and the next layer down. So it's like peeling off the layers of an onion while building up petals of a lotus flower. And that's how I see it. And what kind of um, questions... So if somebody is struggling with stress right now in a, or they're in an unhealthy relationship with yeah. their money or with their mm-hmm. relationship or with their health, what kind of questions could they ask themselves that, or to make them aware or conscious? The very first question I would definitely ask once you, and I tell people all the time to set timers, set a timer every couple of hours and stop yourself and ask yourself, how do I feel in this moment? So if it's in that scenario and they're recognizing that they feel stress around it, then, okay, stress is how it feels. And then locate in the body, where does that stress feel and you most of the people feel it in the heart and the chest or the stomach area Um, most people don't say well i feel it on my left thigh no no it's usually in this area here for a reason and it's because in our stomach area um, we're connected when we're first um, conceived by an umbilical cord and that umbilical cord feeds you nutritionally but every thought feeling emotion you're mom felt everything in the outside world and then of course the dna connection with your father goes right into the stomach so that's why it's called your your you know your instinct or your gut gut feeling and then the heart area is the area other area where a lot of people will feel the energy and that's because the heart is the very first organ formed and it has its own brain so it's very common to find things in those two areas and then you say okay well when was the first time i remember feeling stress here in my heart area and it will take you back to a memory which is the event of what happened. 
The trick is, is making sure you uncover because it might just not be stress. Stress might be the surface feeling, really what the core feeling is, and then what it was that you actually needed. And then making sure that it's in alignment with. So you might have said, well, I needed to feel peace. Well, that's great. But what does that peace really feel like if you had it? So you even have to look at what's underneath the feelings and emotions, um, both positive and negative, to get to the bottom of it. And it's really interesting talking to people when you ask, well, what does that feel like to you? And they tell you every answer except a feeling word. No, okay, that's great, but what does that feel like to you? And then you'll do this three or four times because people don't know how to identify their feelings. And that is the very first step and the key to the awareness of everything is identifying the feeling. And then they think they did identify because they kind of described it, but they didn't. So, um, so what, so there's, I know there's different types of feelings, sadness, guilt, mm-hmm. but can you explain more mm-hmm. what kind of feelings they should, there right. are? <laughs> okay. So there are five main emotions with everything and all the other feelings stem from the five main emotions and can fit into these categories. But I don't want people to think, oh, I've got to go to this category. No, go with the feeling that you're feeling because it might be a variation of the emotion. But the very first emotion on the bottom layer is fear. And a fear is saying, I'm not recognizing or understanding that there's love in the moment. There's an absence of love. There's two kinds of fear, really. One is instinctual fear, which is here. I live in Montana. So if I'm out hiking, it's fear the bear. If you see the bear on the hiking trail, but, um, or, you know, if you're in the city and there's a fire, you know, not to go into the fire, that sort of thing. Um, the other type of fear is, um, conditioned fear. And in that, that's where we are afraid of something like, um, I don't want to go out with somebody because I fear they're going to break my heart or, 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 and so it's a, it's an irrational fear. Um, and that's what I work on for fear to overcome. You need the instinctual fears, Mm -hmm. but what's happening in society is, is that we're staying in the irrational fears more and more and more, which is keeping stress on the adrenals in you and fight or flight. And so it's producing an an imbalance in the hormones and the cortisol levels that you have in the body. And then it becomes addictive to the body. Mm. So those are the type of fear we want to release. But fear, if used correctly, it's designed to awaken you to love. And not that there's an absence of love. It's just your point of view or perspective that you're not seeing the love in the moment. So ask yourself when you feel fear, what is the love? The second emotion is anger. When anger arises, now there's different types of anger. There's rage and there's revenge and there's uh, resentment. All of that falls under anger. And anger is just saying something about the situation needs to change because I need to see the love. I know there's something here. I know there's love, but this situation is unacceptable. It needs to be different. And then you have to identify what needs to change. The third emotion that we have that allow us to be human is sadness. Now, loneliness and grief and all of those things Hmm. fall underneath sadness. Sadness is saying, I'm holding the love that I have inside of me 
inside and I'm not letting it out. So I'm not releasing the love from the inside and it turns into grief and other things. Physically in the body over time, holding on to that for so long will shift and change into things such as pneumonia or lung problems and things because those emotions will form density as well. But sadness is how do I release the love from the inside out to share with the world? So those are the three bottom tiers and those where all the other lower vibrating emotions will stem from. There's two higher emotions as well. One is happiness and happiness is about joy and gratitude. And when you're in that arena saying, you know, the love is here, let's move Mm -hmm. forward. It's the doorway that opens up for the love to come. And then love, of course, is the top emotion there. And It's all about transforming the lower emotions to the higher emotions to go into the happiness and joy, gratitude, to experience the love. And then that's the state to live in. Yeah. Uh, So you can can focus on happiness and joy and feeling grateful. Yes. But do you feel angry sometimes? And is it okay to feel that way? And how do you... How do you focus, how do you stay focused on the loving aspect of your personality? We are human and we are to experience all of life emotions. I also believe we're here to master our emotions. Do I still have anger? From time to time. But I'm so in tune with how I feel from moment to moment. It's, oh, wait, no, I have anger over this. Why do I have anger? Mm. What needs to change for me? And I start doing the process on myself. And when I recognize that, it's I need to transition or transform the energy. And to live in a happiness state, yes, it can be done. And my goal is to stay there 100% of the time. I had an employer once walk around and she said for years, Are you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? not how are you? It was, are you happy? And I heard it so often over those three years that when that person came by, I started assessing, oh shoot, I have to know how happy I am. So I had all kinds of uh, measures. Um, Well, I was uh, mostly happy today. This morning I could have been happier, but yesterday I wasn't happy at all. Or I would quantify like, Well, I'm like 87% happy, but you know, 50% of it was over here. And, and, and then what I caught myself doing with that question was I was focusing on all the times I wasn't happy. Well, why wasn't I happy? What happened? Why couldn't I have chosen happiness in that moment? And I knew I needed to change that. And what I did was I kept a happiness journal and I started writing down every day, the moments I was happy. Because what you're focusing on with the correct energy, if it's all in alignment, is going to bring you more of that. So I just started focusing on the happiness. And then more and more happiness came. And this is something, all of these things that I'm sharing with you, I wrote about it's in Financially Fit. And happiness is an inside job because things on the outside aren't going to have you or make you happy. You have to choose it and then you have to invoke it and practice it and do it on the inside. 
And a lot of people, that's a question clients ask all the time. I don't know what makes me happy. And it doesn't matter if they have two cents or if they have $2 million. I have clients on both ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and their question is the same. How do I know when I'm happy or what brings me happiness? So they get the happiness journal assignment because each person's going to be different in what brings them happiness. Yeah. And I've been to Singapore and I've been to India. And when I've been in India, I've seen lots of poor people, but the majority of the time they've been happy because they're happy with what they've got. Um, So uh, it's right. You should focus on what makes you, well, what you focus on expands. So. So just, yeah, these are really good tips. Uh, how, how do these, how does your process help um, you grow your business? So maybe, um, yeah, tell me more about your business. and yeah. yeah. So for me, how it helps me grow in my own business is I get to do my own self-work. So when something isn't in alignment or if I'm asking for something and it's just not happening, I know I need to, I call, I schedule myself a timeout and I go work on myself because when I take the time to work on myself and go into my own meditations and do it for me, it shifts the energy and changes it. So then when I come back, I have more focus. I have more clarity. My work is effortless. Mm -hmm. So rather than me staying in that stressful state, then that's the energy that's stopping everything to come. Um, rather I change it. So I'm more relaxed. I'm more at peace to give an example. Um, yesterday I was just asked to write a magazine article of about 800 words, eight to 900 words. And the deadline is in five days. And I said, yes, of course I said, yes. And then I'm looking at my calendar going, I wonder when I'm going to write 800 to 900 words. So I created some time. But rather than me just going, okay, I got to get this done and I got to type it all out. I'm going to go take 30 minutes, work on myself, do my own meditation and do the process on me. Because when I come back, instead of feeling a little bit of stress and tension of I have a really short deadline, when I have that focus and that clarity, I'm going to be able to sit down and just effortlessly type out all the words and I will be done in half the time that I would be because the energy is not stressful or worry or pressure. It's going to be in a different state and it's going to flow through me. And so the, that piece, that resistance piece or my mind or my energy going stop, start, stop, start, isn't going to be there for other people working with them. How to expand their business, looking at it, you would ask the first question, You want to expand your business. You're not currently expanding right now. How does it feel not expanding your business? Mm -hmm. And they're going to give me some word. And then it's finding the core root of that word. And and the process is the same. It's it's all the same. Yeah. And going down, going down and finding the root cause and what, Mm -hmm. what feelings you're attaching to it. But obviously there's more, (laughs) there's a, there's a lot more to, but, but don't share all your secrets with me. (laughs) (laughs) so um if you could give maybe like two or three steps to help somebody who's listening to this um Mm -hmm. grow their business if it's if it's a Uh self-care route uh, then yeah you can share whatever you wish to share wow so the first thing i'm going to go back to is assess how 
it feels to you. And if you are growing your business, how does that feel? Well, it feels good. Well, what does good feel like? Well, you know, I'm I'm moving along. Okay, well, what would you like to have even better? And then you're going to come up with something. Well, if it could be better, it's going to be like this. Okay, then I identify what is it like for it not being there quite yet? Mm -hmm. Because that's the blocking energy that you want to shift and change. So awareness of how you feel and everything in every moment is a key. Now, remember, our process happens naturally. We are only recognizing it 10% of the time. So to be recognizing it the majority of the time, that's why I say set a timer on your phone and assess every couple of hours how Mm -hmm. you feel. And you will catch yourself in a lower vibrating energy more often than not. Another tip that you can look at and see um, comes from the book Financially Fit about how we create and we manifest and we create. Manifesting is very much a right brain idea, thought, feeling, the intuitive process of something that we want to have. Creation is when we bring it into form and put it out into the world. So all of our inventions go through somebody had an idea and then they brought it into form. (laughs) And it's how that cycle works together. So oftentimes we get caught up in the doing, 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 I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Check this off my list. That's the whole active process. Stop yourself and take a moment and look back. Are any of these activities in alignment with what I want to manifest and bring into the world? Do these, do these activities foster me moving forward. And sometimes we go off on these little bunny trails and we don't realize it until we're a little bit too far away and that we're not doing the activity that needs to bring our our goal in. So for me, um, public speaking out on stage, I need to do things that will facilitate bringing that into existence for me. But yet... I was making phone calls and talking to individual people to bring in business. Now, those two things are not in alignment. I need to be doing this a little bit differently. So I had to make a shift in what I was doing, but I didn't uncover that until I took a step back and started looking at my activities to see if it was in alignment with my goal. And that's the whole process of manifesting and creation and how it works with our masculine brain and our feminine brain. Um, and why did you why did you start mo- uh, mo- motivational speaking? Was it to reach a, a wider audience or uh, grow your confidence? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was taking what I learned how to do on an individual level to the global stage, and what I can do with one person at a time, I can do the same with an audience of two thousand mm-hmm. simultaneously. And I'm on a mission to help the world become a better place. And yes, I can do it one person at a time on the Mm -hmm. phone, or I can do it 2,000 people at a time individually. And if only five people out of that group received it, perfect. Because those five people are exponentially going to go out and five more people. And Mm -hmm. it just keeps building. And I saw it as a not a faster way, but a more purposeful way of sharing this and sharing the messages 
that you can really have the life that you love to live and live the life that you love to have. And that's brings me the greatest joy when I worked with clients. And if I can watch that in larger groups, yes. how much more happiness and joy will that bring me? Yeah, it's, I think whatever I want to do, it's got to be... Um, it's got to give me fulfillment, but it's got to give other people fulfillment. So yeah, that's what we align on. And, and thanks yes. for bringing that up. Um, what one piece of advice could you give somebody uh, who was who is in your space so is is that is in the motivational space or uh is starting out in coaching what kind of advice could you give them um i'm going to share a mantra that i wrote years ago when i went through all of my hard and difficult times all within four to five years that was a pretty good energy correction for me but it i wrote trust and you will see Believe and you will know, have faith, all is well. Follow your heart and spirit will lead you. So if I had to give somebody the number one piece of advice, follow what's in your heart because it will never be wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's sit with that for a moment. I've got a heart on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I have them all around my room. (laughs) So thank you again. I want to give you some time now to to um, to share how people can get in touch with you. How do they get hold of Financial Fit Book, etc. Mm-hmm. So the floor's yours. Okay. So to get in touch with me, the best way is through the website donnacampbell.com, and that's d a w n a campbell.com. And for the Financially Fit book, it is available worldwide on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, or you can go to financiallyfitbook.com and you can just order a copy through me if you want it as well. But um, Amazon's pretty quick. <laughs> Getting books out. <laughs> That's amazing. And if somebody wants to join you uh, speaking on stage, how can they do that? Or Yes, they can. Absolutely. Um, through the website, you can either email me. Um, my phone number is also on there. You can text message. You can sustain number for WhatsApp. You can follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, any of the major social media platforms and direct message me and I will share with you how to get on stage. And if you'd like to know... Um, I'm part of a group called the Mentor Studio, and I'm mentoring with Michael Silvers. He was with Bob Proctor and T. Harv Eckert, and then Mary Glorafield, who was Tony Robbins' executive vice president of 18 years. And through them and through the programs that they have been doing and offering, it's everything that you need to do put together to go out onto the stages. And they're doing it through mentoring is how they're doing it. So if you're interested in something like that, just message me. I'll get you connected to our complimentary group and see if it makes sense for you to become a mentor with us. Amazing. Oh, T. Harbecker. Yeah. Bob Proctor. Tony Robbins, some big names there. (laughs) And one of the opportunities that came through that I met through with somebody from the mentor studio, just to tell you the caliber through it, um, is now a dear friend of mine, Mark Yusick. But through him, I got to meet Jim Britt. And then I'm um, publishing a book with them. And I have a chapter in the book. It's going to be coming out here in a couple of weeks. And I'm going to be on the cover with Tony Robbins, Jim Britt, and Kevin Harrington about 
you know, how to become financially fit, of course, but it's another chapter. It's another book. And that was one of the opportunities through the mentor studio that happened. Um, so if this is part of your lifestyle or your path of something that you want to, to do or move into, definitely check it out. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with Donna Campbell and myself. It was really incredible to have Donna on to share her expertise in mindset, meditation, and how to stay financially fit and how to become financially fit. So if you want to get more information from Donna, then you can check that out in the show notes or go to DonnaCampbell.com. And before I let you go for another week, make sure to check out our YouTube channel at Talking With Experts Podcast. 